father's ghost could not hear her when she spoke to him. Ah! Don't scare me like that! Got no response when he walked through the wall into the garage while she was refilling the gas in the lawnmower. Why is there water on the floor? Did you burst a pipe? Didn't even get him to peek out from underneath the sink. Dad! Are you repainting the living room? Shouted at the ceiling. Did not make him appear to clean his tarp and rollers or put the walls back the way she'd painted them. It was hard living in her dad's old house. Hard emotionally, because there were so many memories, which were not made easier by the animated embodiment of what her father once was. It was hard physically, because it was a lot of work, caring for the yard, and trying to fix all the things that even her handyman dad had let slip in his declining years. It hurt to see how bad the gutters had gotten, to be reminded of how much her dad had not been the man she knew. As much as she wanted to fix it up, to make it her house, to make it so that she wasn't reminded of her dad every time she entered a room, her dad would not let her change anything. He begrudgingly let her repaint her childhood bedroom and move a queen-size bed in there, but he made it clear that he didn't approve. He'd prefer it if she kept up the unframed posters of boy bands she was into 20 years ago. He'd like the bookshelf to stay full of stuffed animals instead of books. He did not hear any of her arguments. It was like he could see the changes to the house, but he couldn't see her. She managed to swap out the TV in the living room with the one from her last apartment. Her dad did like TV. He liked all the streaming services she hooked up. He didn't bother her about the upgraded internet. But the furniture was a problem. Anytime she started to move the bright yellow fuzzy sofa, light bulbs would pop. Doors would slam. Plates would fall to the floor. God forbid she try to move his disgusting armchair. She sat on the yellow sofa to watch TV and tried to ignore the armchair. The furniture from her apartment stayed in storage. It was as if he didn't want her to live there. But then, why did he leave her the house? It's not as if she could sell it. It was haunted, after all. Or maybe, it was that his ghost would always be trapped in a moment in time, and he wanted her to stay trapped with him. And he seemed to be trapped in a moment years before he got sick. In a way, she had her father back. And in a way, she didn't. Her dad came into the living room with a ladder and started changing a light bulb that he'd broken when he was throwing a fit about her new setup in the office. He checked that the ladder's locks were in place and took his time setting his feet on each step. She couldn't look away from the familiarity of his hands as he carefully unscrewed the broken bulb 
and then carefully replaced it with a new light. When he flipped on the switch to check it, it shone so brightly that he disappeared. April's dad did seem to hear the TV. He'd laugh his barking, raucous laugh, which was so familiar that she could hear it clear as day, even though the ghost was absolutely silent. Then one day, he came into the office and changed the station she'd chosen, from the public radio station that was playing hip-hop and R&B, to the canned oldie station, and then he walked out again. She narrowed her eyes. Not an irritation that he changed her station, and then not even bothered to listen to it, but in thought. She found a portable radio and set it in the middle of the floor in the living room, so that he would know that it was temporary. Then she stayed up, drinking Mountain Dew and reading on her phone and trying not to doze off on the sofa. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Apology Hour. April sat up and shot a sideways look at her dad, who didn't notice her movements at all. She dialed into the show and then waited for her turn, trying not to fidget even though it wouldn't matter if she did. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hi. My name is April, and I've... I've been trying to think of a way to apologize that doesn't break the rules. Her dad perked up at the sound of her name. The host hummed. Maybe we can work on that. Which rule do you think you'll break? The I'm sorry but rule. Ah. Dad... I'm sorry that I'm replacing the furniture in the house, but it's my house now, and I need to not be reminded of you every moment of every day. Her dad frowned, not as if he would start breaking things, but as if he didn't understand. The host asked, Are you really sorry for replacing the furniture? No, I'm not. I'm sorry that... that replacing the furniture hurts him. Can you say that without putting any blame into it? I don't want to blame him. I I understand where he's coming from. Why he doesn't want change. But I need change to move on. I'm living in perpetual grief and I can't keep going like this. It's too heavy. You're almost there, caller. She looked straight at her dad as she said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that our goals don't align. That we want different things. I really am regretful about that. That's it, caller. Is your dad listening? He nodded slowly. Yes. Dad, do you have anything you're sorry for? Again, he nodded slowly. April frowned. She thought about handing him her phone. Then chills ran over her arms as he said, I'm sorry the house is in such a state. His voice didn't come from his mouth. It came from the radio. What makes it in a state? Oh, the hot water heater is acting up, and a couple of windows have drafts, and that door doesn't shut right. I don't know how the gutters in the yard got in such a state. Do you think that after you've helped get those problems fixed, you can hand the house over? It's her house, he said. But he sounded a bit confused, as if he was testing out the concept and wasn't sure it was true. He sounded so much more like he did at the end that April shuddered again. It's her house, the host said. Assertive. Final. Her dad nodded again. You all right, April? 
the host asked. Yes, April said, and it was as if a weight had been lifted, only for a new wave of sorrow to crash over her. I'll be all right. about the hot water heater. April called a plumber, who was either professional enough not to mind April's ghost dad hovering over his shoulder, or was used to that kind of thing. April wondered how many ghost dads were over-invested in home repair. She went to the hardware store and got some weather strips for the windows. Her dad stood over her shoulder and frowned as she pinched the brown putty-like strip around the window's edge. She stepped back to see how it looked, only for the window to be thrown open and all her hard work lost. Well, Dad! He couldn't hear her and picked up all the little putty strips off the floor, gathering them into his hand and walking away to throw them in the trash. She went back to the hardware store and explained to one of the employees that her dad had hated the putty she bought and wanted her to try something else. The guy nodded, as if he got that a lot, and showed her how to install a tension seal. Her dad left the tension seal alone. The yard took a while, and they spent their last weeks together working on the yard and sitting in the living room on the old furniture, working their way through old episodes of Star Trek. One day she stood up from the newly replanted flower bed to stretch her back, and the neighbor across the street called out, That's looking great! She smiled and waved back instead of shouting. He was a new guy, only having moved in five years or so ago, after April had moved out. She'd need to go introduce herself. April shook as they stayed up, sitting on the yellow sofa, waiting for the apology hour. She had trouble dialing the number when the show started. Hi, it's April again, the woman with the ghost dad. Good evening, April. How's it going? Good, we... we finished. Ah. And I'm... I'm sorry he has to go. Oh, sweetie. Looking at her dad, she said, I love you. Her dad was not a crying man. He stood up from the couch and walked calmly over to the Kleenex box. He dabbed at his eyes and sniffed, a sound that she heard over the radio, and that clawed at her chest. He went to the trash can in the kitchen and threw away his tissue. And then he vanished. April hung up, doubled over on the sofa, and sobbed. She was quiet the next day as she rented a U-Haul and had a pair of friends come over to help her move out the old furniture, stop by her storage unit, and move in her stuff. Do you want us to stay the night? One of her friends asked, rubbing her shoulder. We can watch a movie and order pizza. Yeah, April said. You can sleep on the sofa. Percent True Podcast was written and produced by me, Carolyn Rahman. Music by Kamiku. I'd like to thank my patrons, Danielle, Elizabeth, Meg, Sam, Rind, Ariel, Cameron, Cassandra, Sasha, Nathaniel, Susan, Anne, 
Suli, Killian, Michelle and Neil, Jim, Katie, Finnegan C, Crashy, Kian, and Chris. If you'd like to become a patron, visit patreon.com slash 20% true. Visit my blog, 20percenttrue.blogspot.com. Follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash 20% true. And follow me on Twitter at Carrie and the Hits.